This is Jack Vickers, and you are listening to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix, also known as The Hood. Thank you, Jack. That is correct. It is The Hood. I can't do it quite like him, but hello. It is December 8th, 2020. It is a beautiful Tuesday evening. The weather is perfect for some reason uh, in early December. I don't get it. This is podcast number 67. We hope... We believe, we pray, we've got a great show for you tonight. Um, And you know what, Josh? I'm feeling a little rocky, so we're just going to go ahead and choose the rock theme tonight. Walters, go ahead and take us into the show. Welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix with your lovely hostesses, Garlic Johnson. We're going to need to take a break here while I change my pants. And Josh Mitchell. Sitting here undefeated in everything I do. Except fantasy football. No, I'm not allowed to handle crayons. <laughs> not after last time. <laughs> not after last time. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Garlic and Josh. Thank you, Walters. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I am one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined, as almost always, by our other lovely hostess, the Joshua Mitchell. Josh, say hi to them folks. Hi, folks. Thank you, Josh. Um, HiddenOaksOverdose at gmail.com, facebook.com slash hoodpod, and anchor.fm slash hoodpod are all the different places you can interact with us, and we'd appreciate it if you do so. We're still on our journey to 100 subs. Josh, big announcement. We went from 28 after like four to six weeks of stagnation. We're up to 29. Not trying to brag here, but uh, we are a pretty big deal. So 29 subs. Thank you very much, fans. Um, all, all 29 of you. Parade scheduled for next Tuesday. What'd you say? Parade? Parade is scheduled for next Tuesday. For, for, for I, At first I thought you said a raid. I was like, are, who are we raiding? But parade makes way more sense. Uh, segment start times are down in the description below for all you audio listeners. Thank you at Levi Oki Illustration on Instagram for creating all the beautiful show art that we have. Josh, how you doing? Swell. How are you, Gar? You know what, Josh? I am doing dandy. That seemed like a big exhale. I know last couple shows I've been talking to you about your mood, and today you seem a little more chippier. How are we feeling? Have you overcome the sad? Is today just a better day in general? How are you? How are we feeling? Good. <laughs> are you? What was that? Are you okay? I well, you know, time just got away from me, and I'm not quite sure how my mic is set up yet because I haven't been using it. So I apologize in advance. I just come on, what is going on here? That was. I can't wait until Al takes a screenshot of what you and I just did. We're going to be famous on the internet, Josh. On a, I believe a red tube, a Pornhub, a meat or a meat spin, lemon party. No. Yeah. All right. I think I got it figured out now. What week is it? <laughs> this is we're going into week fourteen, as I titled it in the in the notes. Hey, look at you! Your okay. cursor's there. Uh, but so you're doing good. Have you overcome the sad? Is the warm weather cheering you up, or anything else in particular? Uh, no. So I'm like the Hulk. You know, my secret is that I'm always sad. So. Well, I guess what in what way does that benefit you? Because obviously the Hulk gets big and muscly and can smash stuff. I guess what what do you gain from being always sad? 
apathetic, um, lack of emotion. Um, gives me time to look up the word integer online. Oh, um, okay. Well, we'll get that into that in a second. Um, see, I was very wrong. I'm over here wondering who Tidger is, because <laughs> if you're in them, I was. I needed to know who it is. Hey-o. I had to look online, and I had to make sure I wasn't on my work computer. It's just a freaking number. Well, jo- Josh, let's. Those are spoilers, Josh. We're we're at, well. Let's get into the fantasy zone right now. It seems like we're both ready. Josh has overcome the sad. I'm doing good. Um, oh, one last thing I wanted to mention: the season finale of The Mass Singers tomorrow night. I know all of you will be tuning in. Uh, big show. I think the sun's gonna win. Jamie thinks the sun is Shania Twain. I don't know. Um, some people are speculating that the pink crocodile is Donald Faison. Josh, so I don't know if you want to watch potentially Donald Faison get on Mass tomorrow, but he made it to the top three. So good for him no way the mushroom wins the mushroom's coming in third i think it's gonna go mushroom pink crocodile and the sun you're welcome it's a great week uh anyways josh fantasy zone um what are your sponsors this week do we got any sponsors for the fantasy zone josh boobly what flavor oh a little peachy are you pal oh yeah and then i got some high quality uh um kitchen sink water and Delicious. as far as snacks go, I'm not trusted with uh, gummy packets anymore because I'd leave the wrappers all over. So oh, John. Did you get in trouble with the wife for leaving your gummy packets laying around, Josh? Or with no. the dogs? Did the dogs start eating them because they're really smart animals? Nope. I punished myself. All right, Josh. Will we... <sighs> I'm in kind of a pickle. It's, it's a great pickle to be in, but there's... Um, so there's a wise guy or girl out there, Josh, and I'm not sure. So I've, I honestly forget if it was last week or two weeks ago, but I put the pledge out there. Put the pledge out there for someone to send me some Arizona peach Arnold Palmer, right? Kind of a rare can, hard to find, yeah. And um, You got a jug of piss instead. <laughs> uh, you know, Ray, Ray Flowers piss jug have not made it to my doorstep yet. I assume they're coming. I assume T will give me a nice Christmas present right on the old balcony over there. Um, but so, no. I come home yesterday, and there's a package. Um, this is not the uh, Arnold Palmer, but I did get a beautiful Arizona peach iced tea. And wait a second. Hold on. I didn't get one can, Josh. I got 24... 23 ounce cans who so there was no card the return address was just some company i'm sure i sound terrible on the mic right now so let me get back in front of the mic so at first i thought caramel because he was talking about it he was like yeah you know i you know i've been looking but that or that peach arnold palmer is just really hard to find okay so and caramel doesn't have my address so i don't know how he'd do it i thought brian Brian equally does not have my address, Josh. I've only shared my address with probably eight humans on the planet. A couple of them are my cousins. One of them's a girl I haven't talked to in a while. Uh, my mom and my dad, I don't think they're sending me stuff for, that I asked for on the podcast. Uh, Jordan Bates probably hasn't listened to the podcast in quite some time. Otherwise, he'd be giving his voicemails every week, I'd believe, because I, be- I feel confident Jordan would put every chance he can into winning a free 50 bucks. Um, but, Josh, just very recently, you know who asked me for my address? Josh? Jamie Hammer. No, it's, uh, I I still have her in my phone as Nikita Bunker. And uh, I I don't know that you and or Nikita sent me this. Uh, What I do know is that your hands are probably dirty. And whoever did send me this um, 
probably shared my address with them, which thank you very much. I appreciate it. But Josh, do you have anything to say for yourself and or your wife? Uh, don't drink can number seven. Well, I, in what orientation? I'll let you figure is... out which orientation. <laughs> but they could all be number seven. That's the secret. They are all number seven. So was you? So was this you then, or do I have to track down someone else to thank? Honestly, it was not me. I, I will. I'm. Was I'm 100% it your percent? What did it come from your household? Was it your wife or your dog somehow? Um, my dog is the most likely. Hmm. No. Uh. Nope. No Sorry, I'm I'm trying to multitask here, and it's as you know, I'm 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 dumb. So should I be thanking Nikita? Because you seem to be uh, leaving her out here. Oh, I have no idea if she did it or not. I haven't talked to her in a couple of days. <sighs> Ooh, Ryan Walters says uh, in the chat. He says, "I know a few things. It's not Josh." Carmel said, "It's a Christmas miracle." There's some sort of conspiracy going on. Oh, Ryan says, not involved with the Bunker household one bit, Garlic. Is Walters involved here? Did Okay, Walters, if you sent me the tea, or Levi, specifically Walters, if you sent me the tea, thank you very much, but wherever you have my address stored, delete it, burn it, throw it in the ocean, because I don't want you knowing where I live for any longer than you have to so whoever it was thank you very much i do appreciate it the uh peach arnold palmer is very hard to find but peach iced tea is still delicious and we'll go ahead and give this boy a little crack a little crack right now give her a sip oh that is peachy i do appreciate it thank you very much um okay josh so that's my sponsor of all scott sour mike and ice um, that I opened yesterday. Okay, don't forget, raffle, $50 raffle, leave us a voicemail every week, you can get into the raffle, yada, yada, yada. Uh, yeah, we got an email from Brian, Josh, in the Fantasy Zone. Any chance you got that one yanked up? Because if you don't, I do. Um, I do not. You can you can go ahead and, and enjoy and, and, and enjoy and read it. Oh, God. So in the <laughs> chat, uh, Walter says, I have your address, but it wasn't me. So... This is so. If, if Walters is sharing, okay. I don't want to spend any more time talking about me because I already do that enough. But uh, Walters having my address is very scary. So let's just put that out there. Okay. Uh, email from Brian. Show subject line. Show of twelve one recap. Hello, lovely hostesses. Lots to cover this week. Let's start with the clean show from Gar. Does one shit and one finger to the camera negate this, Josh? You need to do a ruling. Gar. Josh looked very confused when you used the word integer in a sentence. After the show, will you explain to him, please? I don't like it when Josh looks confused. Josh brought up LeBron's hairline, which made me think. Is there something in the Hidden Oaks hood that contributes to high hairlines, loss of hair? I look at the video of the hostesses and look at my son and I wonder, what is the deal with the receding hairlines? All right, easy, Brian. Uh, is Jesse's going I mean, backwards too? Mine's pulled back, so. <laughs> Brian's firing shots. Is Jesse going backwards too? And does the massive growth of facial hair negate this? Just pondering. Fan tasty zone. Gentlemen, I am out on the street pitching to potential advertisers and the failure to name sponsors during the segment is killing me with potential clients. Naming sponsor after the segment and Josh having no sponsors not helping. We need to get the hostesses paid. Josh, can you say cheeps again? Solid show as usual. 
chips. Love the grum. Brian, always remember that you are absolutely unique, just like everybody else. Yeah, I cried when I read that the first time. (laughs) The the snowflake in you just... Were you... What, I guess, what, what made you cry, Josh? What emotion did you feel when you read that? He called me unique. He's being nice. But he also said you're just like everybody else. No, I'm unique, Garlic. Are you? Eh. Uh, am I unique? We'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Um, so, Josh, we need a ruling on the clean show. Um, I apparently did say shit one time, and I've already said it twice tonight just to explain Brian's email, and I did flick off the camera at one point either during a Brian segment. So what do you think? Do we need another clean show entry? Um, It would have to be next week or later because obviously this week's out the window. No, I don't think so. I think uh, at Brian's age, he's probably already forgotten about it, so (laughs) we're probably good. (laughs) All right, and so you, you looked up integer, right? You understand that? Yeah, I, I'm going to act like I do. Uh, to the loss of hairlines, Josh, there's no secret that my hair is going. Um, I've been growing it out here with the old COVID cut, but the hair is going, no doubt about it. Do you think so, Josh? Thinking about the hood and everyone in the hood, everyone in our little circle, every single one of sets of their parents got divorced. Yeah, I can't think of a single family that was left standing. So I'm thinking this is on the parents. We're losing our hair because we've been stressed out since we were little kids about our dumb parents marrying people they don't love, Josh. Is this our fault or is this Brian's fault? I'm, I'm still thinking that we're going to find a way to blame Jesse. <laughs> it could be Jesse. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll accept I mean, blaming look Jesse. At him. Je- well, I can say that to, to, to Brian asked the question, is Jesse's hairline going back? I think Jesse's pretty safe. Um, but if it were coming, it'd probably be coming soon. I can also say I think Dan still has a full head of hair. Um, at least I haven't seen Dan in a long time, but Dan's had pretty good hair for a while. Um, of all the bad things you want to say about the man, Dan's had good hair for a while. So, um, Also, fun fact, it's after the age of 25 is when you start going backwards. So Josh is ancient and me and Brad are 26, so it's the collagen, Brian. you got to Google the collagen, and that, that's where our hair is going. Our bodies are just over it. 25 is the new 60, you know, especially in the year 2020. Um, I think we've addressed everything. We did the sponsors right away. We've been highlighted the note sheet for Brian. We're all unique, just like everybody else. Uh, that's good there. Um, we've got a couple of comments on YouTube, Josh. Let me pull those up here. Um... Ooh, Walter says he'll donate $2 for every clean episode next season. We'll see, Walters. It's going to be a lot of Skrilla coming our way. All right. YouTube comments from Jack. Really enjoying Gar twirling his mustache every week, waiting for him to come out on the pod with it styled like Salvador Dali. Uh, not to disappoint you, Jack, but my mustache is actually pathetic. It is the work. It is the weakest part of my facial hair game. It's all about the beard. Uh, there's no way I could ever style this mustache. I could grow it for 30 years and it would be pathetic, but I can twirl the beard. No problem. Um, so that'll never happen. Uh, his other comment, he says, wait a minute. You mentioned us five got a raffle entry for the Faye five. What about Travis Leahy? Well, actually he wrote, he specifically wrote Travis Lacey getting an entry for his amazing question. Um, so I'm sorry, Jack, but Travis Lacey did not leave us a voicemail last week. So Travis Lacey will not get a raffle entry. Sorry about you. Uh, Josh, this is uh, Oh, 
before I go on to the... No, actually, we'll do this first. So, Josh, you heard me mention that I was scrambling uh, just before the show here. Connell Bear had sent me in something very last second. So, for the very first time, Josh, we have received fan art. And uh, I was chuckling because of what this fan art was. Oh, no. There was talk about Carmel Bear's How father. How many flower dicks? <laughs> nope, no flower dicks. We were talking about Carmel Bear's father last week and how we are his third favorite podcast. And I talked about how Carmel Bear's dad is fully full-blown Mexican from Guadalajara, you know, deep in the heart of Mexico. And uh, this is the beautiful fan art we got. Are you ready for this, Josh? Are you paying attention? No. No, hang on. Let me full screen. <laughs> That, that is what we got. And I can't read Spanish. Esto no es Pat McAfee, pero está bien. Um, he's saying we're I'm not sure Pat McAfee, says... but we're still okay, I'm guessing. Yeah, I don't, I don't speak much. Spanish. I, yeah, see, if that were a bunch of like frijoles and bolsas and stuff like that, if it was Taco Bell Spanish, I could have read it no problem because I worked at T-Bell for seven years. But I can read Pat McAfee. That's in, that's in English or Irish or however you want to say it, but... So uh, that I just I I love the attention to detail on the seven hairs on his head and then the chest hair he must have some hairy arms I, I, mean, I like it but that that the mustache was really my my area of <laughs> emphasis last week and just look at that thing that thing is a creature that's gonna crawl off his face and attack someone that's but it's also the most beautiful thing I've ever seen yep I'm just I'm trying to style it right now with my <laughs> cursor How, how's that going for you it's not doing anything. Oh, man. Okay, so that was the first and probably only time we'll receive fan art. But thank you very much, Levi. I'll be sure to post that on the Facebook uh, tomorrow. Uh, Manana, I believe, would be the way to say that in Spanish. So... Uh, last thing for the Fantasy Zone. I know it's been a longer one, but I had an investigation to conduct that I still haven't come to the bottom to. We had some fan art. We had a lot of questions in the email. So um, if you want to be a super fan, so I know, like... Uh, we used to get um, decent traction on our Facebook page, and then I've pushed everyone to Anchor, which the voicemail content is definitely best for the pod. But if you want to be a quote-unquote super fan, um, even though a lot of you already do a lot for us, if you could just, anytime you see one of our Facebook posts, if you get a like, if you give it a comment, that'll just um, give a higher chance for other people who like our page to see it, because Facebook's news feeds are crazy. So if there's more interaction on the post, more people are likely to see it, more people are likely to rem- remember to leave us a voicemail and then more people are likely to contribute to the show so um you know it doesn't have to be a super meaningful comment you can just be like hey i got a great fave five coming at you this week josh i hope you eat a dick i don't know some you know whatever you want to say any comment is better than no comment likes help too uh youtube we don't care about so much but if you want to like and leave comments there too that's great but we'd appreciate it if you could um it'll just help the whole hood pod community all right josh that was a long one. Let's get right into that two-minute drill. Do you feel like you're actually ready this week? What? Do you feel like you're ready for the two-minute drill? I might. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Con- conveniently for you, it just so happens that I'm going first this week. So you've got at, well, you've got at least like two minutes because I have to play the whistle intro, and then I have to load the new file, and then I have to talk for 60 seconds, plus there's the whistles. So you got about two minutes, but here's the beautiful whistle song provided by Audio Al. Thank you again, Al. All right, so I'll go first here. Remember, it's whistle, song, whistle, whistle, song, whistle. It's whistle, song, whistle, whistle, song, whistle. And whistle, song, whistle, whistle, song, whistle. Whistle, song, whistle, whistle, song, whistle. A lot of pressure. And here we go. 
Honestly, my music gets me hype. I'm going to leave it a little louder this week. Um, all right. I feel disrespectful only talking about the GOAT, Brian Flores, for less than 60 seconds. He deserves so much more. Uh, if you didn't get to watch the Bengals-Dolphins game, there were some disgusting football acts in that game. Four, I'm pretty sure four players got ejected, two from each team. Uh, and Brian Flores was out there on the front lines. Um, he was ready to fight whoever got in his path. There's almost a little, um, if I, I die, I die, Kirk Cousins vibe to him. But uh, you got to respect Brian Flores' ability to defend his players. It'll probably get in trouble. Being a hothead um, isn't great all the time, but I respect the hell out of Brian Flores for what he did. Thank you for providing that content to me. Also, uh, I tried to tell you about them Washington boys. Maybe once predicted them beating the Steelers, but they did. Washington football team, here they go. I am going to take a more fantasy approach to stick with our uh, Fay Five theme of sci-fi. And so I'm going to talk about uh, some studs that you might have had, considering it's the last week before playoffs start in many leagues. If you had Darren Waller putting up 45 PPR points, you might be in the playoffs. David Montgomery had 27 PPR, along with Aaron Jones at 22 PPR points. Baker Mayfield with a monster 29-point game. And then, I've been saying it for years, Corey Davis, wide receiver, won 35 PPR points. If you had those guys and you needed some points, if you got, had those guys and needed points to win, you likely did. Some duds, Justin Herbert, only four points against the Pats. Miles Sanders, three points against the paper bag defense of Green Bay, CEH with Cero, that's Spanish for zero, and then Derek Henry with only six points. So much for being a best pick. I was kind of hoping you'd mention Aaron Jones is like 77 yarder to ice the game, but maybe maybe on the next one you go first on the next one. Are you prepared for such a thing, or would that be a train wreck? Yeah. I'm ready. Okay. All right. Week 14, two-minute drill. Here we go. All right. Sticking to the fantasy theme of things. Week 14, I've got some stardoms. Maybe not some Fandle stardoms, but some general players in which I like their matchups. Where you got Herbert bouncing back and going up against the putrid Atlanta defense. And in conjunction with him... Mike Williams might be a start this week. He's a top 25 wide receiver, despite not getting much love because of how volatile he is. Yet people still like Mike Evans for the same reason. Other starters, David Montgomery, clear RB1, going up against Houston's bad run defense. Put him in your lineup. Players to avoid, Derek Carr versus Indy. That's just going to be a S show. And then Eagles players. With Hurts starting, he's not better than Wentz, and Wentz was bad. So don't start your Eagles. Anyways, some sleepers for the playoffs. Jamal Williams currently has a 50% share with Aaron Jones, and his schedule is prime. You know, Josh, it's kind of weird. It seems like all the players you like this week, you just went down to the fantasy fun time and picked all the players that I liked in the hood play along challenge convenient. I don't know. You tell me, uh, but good looking Thursday game on this week. 14 starting on what I just say Thursday. Yeah. Thursday night game. Can the Rams keep rolling or is emperor Palpatine back to his old ways? 
It sure looked like it against the Chargers, but people have been questioning the Chargers coaching for a while, and Herbert is a rookie, so there's lots of things that could have contributed to the way that game unfolded. Is it possible Miami gets upset, or excuse me, is it possible Miami ups get is it possible Miami gets the upset of the century against KC? You tell me. Big game for the Vikes going down to Tampa Bay. It would be exciting but pointless to win, and I hope we don't. Uh, but we just might. All right, Josh, this is a two-minute drill. I really struggled to read my second sentence there. That was... Sometimes I write things in a way that even I can't read, and that's tough. Tough. Uh, all right, Josh, it's time for the uh, the aforementioned fantasy fun time. Uh, do you got anything special cooking for this fantasy fun time? Uh, no, I'm 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 gonna actually pass it off to you this time. See, that's what you said last week, and then if I just vamped for like two seconds, then you like took it and you like did something. Yeah, but my throat hurts. All right, I'll I'll whistle it this week, okay? Isn't that the strongest whistle you've ever heard? Fantasy Fun Time, beautiful whistle intro. Probably the first ever whistle intro we've had on the Fantasy Fun Time, Josh. We're making history. All right, Josh. You've been dominant all year. We're in the last week leading into the playoffs where you probably got the first round by in every league. How salty are your grains this week? Let's just say that if this was a, uh, a week that was not um, already before a lot of playoff seeds have been guaranteed, I'd have been bradley levels of salty oh so no. i've so right now currently sitting at the only win that i have is in the guillotine league the only or the only advancement i have i lost in the bunker league uh the bunker fam league i lost in deflate these balls so i'm missing the playoffs there uh lost in the redraft league lost in the dynasty league because i couldn't let you beat me and you'd be the only one to beat me so i let Derek take the win um I'm I'm marking a couple of them as L's, but I do have the Baltimore's Raven, the Ravens defense playing in a few of them. And then Victoria's Secret, I suppose, I think I could still lose. Um, but even if I do, I'm still guaranteed a buy. So I still have three buys going into next week. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do on Sunday. <laughs> You're free, Josh. You could go. I haven't heard about you woodworking in a while. Maybe you could go out to the old garage and do a little woodwork and maybe a little whittling on your wood. Hey. Yeah, why are you underwater? What do you mean? Oh, now you're better. You must have turned your head just slightly because I couldn't hear. It sounded like you were drowning. Oh, well, maybe I was drowning, Josh. I appreciate your concern. Were um, you drowning in all your salt? Well, Josh, it actually wasn't that bad of a week for me. Um, and I, I remember now that I've missed a voicemail. We had a voicemail submission late for the Fantasy Zone. We're not going to do it right now. I'll do it in between. I'll do it right before the Fave 5. So we'll do this. We'll do the Hidden Oaks highlights. And then I'll hit the voicemail that I missed for the Fantasy Zone. Sorry for the fan who left it. Uh, but yeah, to my my grain of salt this week, Josh, I went 3-2 and two on the week. Uh, my streak of luck finally ran out in my most expensive league. I had gone, I had won four in a row. And during that stretch, I was 
pretty much the worst team every week in that stretch. Uh, one of the worst teams on that stretch. So I was just getting a lot of lucky wins. Um, but three and two overall, using the intellectual property of Joshua Allen Bunker Incorporated um, statistics thingy. On the year, I'm ending my regular season at 370 and 371. Of course, there had to be just one last game that I couldn't get over the hump to 500. But I end, I end the year just sub 500. And I got to tell you, it is disappointing and it stings a little bit. Um, I've got no two of my leagues. I'm eliminated from the playoffs. Those are Dunsky. Uh, the two that I'm not tank, two of them that I'm not tanking, I should say. And the three leagues I made the playoffs in. I got no first round buys, and uh, it doesn't look good for any of them. I mean, in two of them, I could probably win the first round, but my team is I've like I've seen the championships and the first place teams, and unless I get a really lucky week, all these teams are doomed. So I'm just praying to somehow. Ooh, I'm just praying to get a third place somewhere, get a couple dollars back, because uh, right now my investment on the year was $400 into fantasy, and I've made, assuming I don't win picks again, I've made about 50 bucks from playing in picks every week um, over the year, but it's going to be, a, from a pure fantasy standpoint, it looks like I'm about to lose $400 with not much else to my name. Very disappointing, uh, but you know what? Uh, we won some money the last couple of years, so everyone's going to get theirs eventually. You just got to get yours more than you get got, you know, and I got got this year. Um, yeah. So, Josh, uh, what do we do next? FanDuel stuff, I think? Yeah, FanDuel stuff. I suppose. So last week, Josh, I believe you came in 20th. Oh, we got a comment from Walters. Josh needs four points from both Zeke and Dobbins. It would be a travesty if he didn't get a win in VS, so... Walter's just breaking that down for you. I don't remember. I, if oh, hang on now. I know we we usually try not to engage the chat too frequently <laughs> and have a conversation back well, and spe- forth. With specifically, them. when it's Walter's, you want to avoid that. Yeah, right. But I'm sure he's over there sweating in his boots because I could bench both these guys, and if Tyler still has, uh, um, what's his nuts benched? Um, I want to say Butker, but it's not Butker. Why can't I think of the Baltimore Ravens kicker, Justin Am Tucker? Yes. Um, if, if those three players get benched for whatever reason, Walters misses the playoffs. Oh, interesting. So you kind of hold Walters' fate in your hand, pal. Oh. I mean, so what would be the disadvantage to you losing? Nothing? Is your, Are you already locked in on the standings? Um, not, I'm not locked into two unless... Uh, some freaky stuff happens, but Tyler would, if Tyler loses, I think I'm locked in and, and currently I'm outscoring him, but he has Tucker. So. All right. I don't know. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to pray that they do bad. All right. On to the fan duel challenge. Josh mentioned him in his two minute drill. Darren Waller had a dominant week in the half point PPR. That is fan duel. He got 38, Point five points, Darren Waller, tight end for the Las Vegas Raiders. Derek Carr, his teammate who's throwing him the rock, quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders, he got 32.74 points. The New England Patriots defense, who absolutely mollywopped the Las Vegas, or the, uh, Jesus, the Los Angeles Chargers, put up 31 points. Quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, put up 30.1 points. And then Corey Davis, um, wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans, he put up 29.7 points. So definitely a dominant week from some of our top players here. If you want to sort by value, um, 
the Molly Whopping New England Patriots defense got an 8.4 times value. That's one of the highest of the year for sure. Darren Waller a 5.5, Corey Davis a 4.9, Derek Harpoint 4.5, and then the one team here we didn't see in the just the raw top five is the Jaguars defense. Um, Saxonville is back, some would say. A 4.4 times value off of the 14 points that they scored. So that's uh, that's how it broke down there. And then if we go ahead and uh, – did you have any of those guys in your lineup this week, Josh? Clearly not. You didn't come in last. It looked like you – I think I took a quick glance. It looked like you came in like 13th. 13th. Yeah. Yep. And so it looks like we only had 19 entrants, so it looks like someone has given up on us, which I don't blame them at this point. If you're at the bottom, there's probably no hope. But uh, moving on to leaderboard here, we got firmly in first place, not even cheating Brian's up there anymore. Firmly in first place is Vinegar Strokes 47, a.k.a. Aaron. He's got 1654.64. In second place, only four points behind him is Jesse, 1650.26. And then in real third place is Mihoff 2017, a.k.a. Jack Vickers, with a mean 1620 so he's about 34 points out from the lead so jesse's still right up there and josh i believe you texted over the weekend um and i think we've probably at least jokingly said it on the on the pod this year but you are you seem to be a firm believer that jesse is not making his picks or at least he is influenced by someone somewhere else yeah i'm pretty sure his magic eight ball is giving him the answers so like when you, so there's, there's a lot of options on there. Does he always just wait on a player until it says yes? Because there's like the please try again, seems uncertain, junk like that. There's only one yes and one no. So I guess he, does he only pick on yes or what's the criteria on the eight ball that he would be like, yep, this player's in my lineup? Um, I don't think Jesse knows how to use a magic eight ball either. So I'm pretty sure he just drinks the fluid and then guesses. <laughs> what do you mean it's not blue Kool-Aid? Why would they put it in here if you're not supposed to drink it? Right. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't know. Good, good for him, I guess. Um, he's he's got a decent lead going. Nikita fell back a little bit, but she's not too far out of fourth. So just you know, there's still five weeks left. Four weeks left. Five weeks left. Four, four, we, four we play, weeks left. We play through week seventeen. So week fourteen, Josh. Week fifteen. Week sixteen. Week seventeen. Four weeks left. Counting Until they five. add an 18th week. See, Josh, and the number four is an integer. So we're just bringing the whole show full circle. You like that? We're, we're learning for the kids. And just also teach your kid how to say shit and fuck, and then we're the best kids show out there. Um, but so, Josh, we, do, we already talked about plenty of the players, but who did you like last week in the Hood Pod Challenge, and how did they perform? Well, DeAndre Swift, but he apparently got sick and didn't play. So... I think that's three weeks in a row we've picked someone. One of us has picked someone that didn't play, so we're good. Yeah. Well, didn't he get sick? Like, he had a stomach illness, so he couldn't play because of that. It's not like he had been... I don't know. I know Alexander Madison had appendicitis. He had the old Nate disease. I don't know what was wrong with DeAndre Swift, though. Oh, Alexander Madison had to pay seven twenty-five to play? <laughs> it might have been that. That one, one too um, many big Texas, big Texas cinnamon rolls, and that appendix <laughs> just burst. <laughs> Uh, ooh, I could use one of those right now. But anyways, uh, I also had Dolphins QB. So whoever started against Cincinnati, they put up 16. And then Allen Robinson versus Detroit, who put up 10.5. I didn't do so hot. How'd you do? 
Uh, I liked Cam Akers last week. Um, like I said, I think Cam Akers has finally kind of taken over that primary back role. He got up 15.9 against the, the Cardinals, so I think that was pretty respectable. He was definitely on the cheaper side, too, so that's a gooder, a gooder value. Gooder is a good word. I called Baker last week. No one was listening, I guess, but Baker at Tennessee, 28.96 points. How you doing? Baker was slicing and dicing. Had four touchdowns in the first half, quieter second half, but Baker did great. And then Allen Robinson, the pick you stole from me versus Detroit 10.5 not terrible um could be better when Mitch Trubisky's throwing you the ball getting anything more than negative seven is pretty incredible uh this week Josh and to be clear I made these notes first I really like David Montgomery versus Houston he's had a really great last two weeks and Houston has been a bad run defense all year uh David Montgomery running back for the Bears I also really like Jameson Crowder wide receiver for the Jets this week against Seattle Sam Darnold's back Sam Darnold loves throwing the rock to Crowder Seattle's had a notoriously terrible pass defense all year even though they've been stepping it up lately so I like Jameson Crowder this week and lastly I like the old Herbie fully loaded quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers against Atlanta to have a big bounce back week after he really struggled um, from Emperor Palpatine's tricks last week Josh who do you like this week Josh um I I so I had made my list for the two minute drill without looking at the notes because why would I look at the notes before the show and so I didn't even know that you had two of the people on there but bravo you think like you think like me and and my grain of salt is better has been better than yours so you're 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 learning have you been listening to the podcast no Okay. Um, but no, I, I had David Montgomery. I wrote him down on here as well, um, as well as Justin Herbert. So we did, we agree on both those guys. Um, and, and then I threw in Mike Williams for a wide receiver um, because of that Herbert connection as well. All right. Well, we'll see how they do. Uh, Josh, let's go ahead and keep rolling here. Cause like I said, we had a, a bit of a longer start of the show. We're moving on to the hidden Oaks highlights. And I figure instead of starting with the side bet, cause then we go from the redraft of the dynasty back to the redraft. We'll just start diving into the dynasty league. Is there any chance? Is there a snowball's chance in hell? You looked at the notes I took for the dynasty league this week. No. Well, is there any chance you could open them by just going into the spreadsheet we share for the show? Well, I scrolled out. down and I didn't see anything <laughs> on in the spreadsheet because it's right no, there. I don't. Yep, I see it. All right. Anyways, very quickly. I mean, there wasn't too many shocking things. Um, Jalen, I thought was going to get the two seed. Jalen lost to T. Uh, so T cemented his playoff spot, and Jalen actually lost the bye. Um, so the final standings are looking like they're going to be Josh number one, Derek number two, Jalen number three, Connor number four, T number five, and then Jesse number six. We have two six and seven teams making the playoffs, so that's a little rough ski. Um, but Brad just missed it. Um, he was praying on a T loss, and that didn't happen. And then Kevin, Nate, and I have been locked in for some time. Looks like Nate might get his third win. Either way, it doesn't matter. The standings aren't going to change there and uh there's a couple players left tonight but even if unless there's like a 10,000 pointer tonight none of the standings will change from tonight's game so these are pretty much locked in uh josh and Derek both have a bye being the number one and the number two seed and then the playoff match for the dynasty are going to be jesse at jalen and then t at connor and so i'm really glad that um jalen felt well 
I guess I'm really glad that T moved up into the five seed because I think the matchups of Jalen versus Jesse and T versus Connor are a lot more compelling than if it were like Jalen v. Connor and Jesse v. T because I feel like T and Connor are the better, the best of the four teams playing next week. Um, so it being Jesse versus Jalen actually makes both matchups pretty interesting because um, Jalen's been a lot more lucky than good this year. Um, I think Jalen's team has the higher floor playing against Jesse, but Jesse does have scary boom potential that we've seen throughout the season. Um, so I'm giving the edge to Jalen just, just based on the higher floor, but Jesse could definitely upset. Although if Jesse upsets, he is playing Josh guaranteed because he is the last seed. So Jesse might just want to lose this one and then not have to get embarrassed by Josh, but that's up to you. Jalen, if he wins, he automatically plays Derek because he is the highest seed of the teams playing this week. So Jalen wins. He plays Derek for show. Moving on to the T and Connor matchup. T having Mahomes and Cook means anything is possible, but Connor definitely has more has a, the more well-rounded squad, especially if CMC um, comes back. Um, so I, I have to give the edge to Connor just because I think, like I said, he's got the better team, especially if CMC comes back. But um, you know, T's. He surprised a couple people this year as well. He's currently the reigning champ. He made the playoffs with a negative record. But, uh, you know, anything's possible in the old Dynasty League. Josh proved that this year. Besides being a bot, or, you know, despite being a bot and all things fancy, Josh somehow went 11-2, and two, or went, uh, yeah, 11-2. and two. So, I mean, miracles do happen sometimes, kids, so just keep praying. But I'm thinking both Jalen and Connor walk away. So next week it's going to be Josh versus Connor and Jalen v. Derek. Those are my predictions, Josh. Do you have any feelings about the Dynasty League at all? Whether it's how people finished, how the playoffs are going to go, draft picks, this or that? Nope. <laughs> Not, well, how, no opinions. How, how, do you, um, how do you feel about Nate? Because obviously I've been giving Nate a hard time all year. Some would say I'm probably being a bad commissioner by picking on him the whole year. But what do you think about Nate not setting I mean, a full lineup for I've been a bad for commissioner like, for years. You're welcome um, to take the leagues back if you want. But So Nate no, did you. set a full um, lineup for like eight, nine weeks in a row. I mean, what do you think? I mean, I, he hasn't said he wants to quit. And, and it's not like he's not doing anything. He has contributed in the chat. And I know he contributed in the chat and then didn't set his lineup. So that's kind of weird, but he's Correct. still around. He, yeah, um, he seems to contribute like on a Tuesday, Wednesday. Like he'll put in his waiver claims or he'll pick up players after the waivers go through, set his lineup on Wednesday, and then doesn't come back in until the next Wednesday. It appears to be his thing right now. And and that's checking it. That's more than we've had with some people in the past. That's so. true. So I'm I'm saying, you know, let him let him ride out the off season and see what he says. Roger that. All right. Uh that's the Dynasty League, Josh. Um I also took notes on the redraft league because it sounds like you didn't um have time to do a lot of stuff this week. So um you want to go have you had a chance to check this out in the lead up to the pod? Do you know how things are going in the redraft league? Or do I need to kind of lead the way on that as well? I don't know what your notes are like. What do you mean? Oh, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, so looking at this now. Well, so I'm just want to familiarize yourself with it. So first, when we're talking about the side bet or the redraft league, we have the last side bet of the year. I didn't win it again. So out of 39, the 39 side bets we've ever given out, I haven't won a single one of them. These things are a scam. I'll, as commissioner, I'll use my executive powers to just get rid of them forever because they're stupid. Uh, but yeah, side bet week 13 was keep your TDs to yourself. Um, this would be the winning team with the fewest touchdowns. And so right now Nikita's in the lead and Nikita would have the tiebreaker. Um, but she only has two touchdowns despite winning her game this week. And uh, unless the Ravens defense 
defense puts up two touchdowns, Nikita will win the final side bet of the year and at least pocket $5 dues going into the offseason, which 5 bucks, yay, it ain't nothing. So that's the side bet. And, uh, yeah. So, Josh. Redraft playoffs. How are things looking? What do you see? And we've got an email from Brian if you want to read that as well. Um, I'll read the email. Sorry, I was I was trying to figure out what all these things had meant. Well, again, if you would like take the time to like prepare. No, no, you... no. <laughs> oh God. Playoffs. Hi guys. For your use, no credit needed. I know how much Josh likes to. Go ahead, keep going. Sorry. I have to read ahead silently so that I can read out loud. Um, no credit needed. I know how much Josh likes to prepare, and I have nothing to do. So here's some thoughts. Who's hot? Last three weeks, average score. Bradley, 136 without CMC. Yikes. Um, he didn't say that part. Um, Derek, 130. Jeremy, 126. Josh, 123. Brian, 119. Hammer, 110. Gear Bear 107. Bradley and Derek face off with the winner facing Josh. So one of the hots get knocked out. Hammer and Brian rematch of 3v6 from last year. Hammer won and went on to win it all. Garrett, as last one in, faces Jeremy. Injuries. All teams are healthy with the exception of CEH for Jeremy. Bradley might get CMC back. If so, he would replace backs averaging 8.5 points the last three games. Josh has Kittle stashed away, but after that last loss last night, Niners may sit him the rest of the year. Predictions? Bradley, Brian, Jeremy, then Bradley and Brian, and Bradley wins it all. Spends money on Lowry's and Mountain Dew. Uh, Brian taking the time to not only think him and his son are the most superior in this fantasy league and then shitting all over his son in the same email. That's incredible. Do you think Brian has any sort of bias in this email thinking that him and his son are going to be in the championship and then he's ultimately going to lose to his son? Do you think that's rational? Do you think that's unbiased? I think there's bias, but I also think that Bradley has one of the better teams that's in the playoffs right now. I said it a couple weeks ago. He's the one that I didn't want to play with CMC coming back. Yeah. Maybe my only hope is I leave a pack of pepperoni and, and smokes outside his house on like Saturday and he doesn't set his lineup on Sunday. It's, you know what? That just that just might work. Uh, yeah. So Brian, Brian had alluded to it. Um, so it looks like, I mean, the matchups are pretty clear. I don't think any of the, the wins losses will change. And if they do, they won't really impact much unless the Ravens defense, um, puts Nikita over Garrett, in which case Nikita makes the playoffs and Garrett doesn't, but I don't think that'll happen. That's a lot of points for a defense. Um, but going into week four, she only needs 12. No, that's not true. She needs 20. She's project. What do you see right there is her projected score or 18. Sorry. It, no, it's 20. It's 20.45. Exactly. That's what she would need to win. Um, so anyways, Josh is the number one seed. Jeremy's the number two seed. Brian's the number three seed. Bradley's the number four seed. Derek, number five. Uh, Hammer, number six. And then Gare Bear, number seven. Um, Brian already laid out the matchups. Josh, is there just kind of being familiar with those teams? Is there anything else you want to add to those matchups? So again, it's a Derek versus Bradley. Anything you think about that? You think Bradley's walking away with this one? Garrett was, or, uh, Derek was in last place at one point, but he, he's crawled his way back. 
Um, I don't know. I, like I said, I would, I would love for Brad to get knocked out. Um, but D- Derek just kicked my ass this week. And, <laughs> um, and then he, I mean, in both leagues. And so, um, I'd rather not play him. Um, but then again, Drew Brees might be coming back. And so his only other quarterback gets, oh yeah, Tom Brady. Yeah. So I don't know. We shall see. Um, I think Brian's going to win it. My prediction, Brad, Brian, Garrett. Interesting. Okay. So I, I kind of took my own notes here as well. Going back to the Derek versus Bradley matchup. I think Brad has a lot of tough matchups, but CMC could get him 50. So who knows? That's a big wild card there. Moving over to Derek. Derek has Mike Davis. So um, I know I... I think something happened to Mike Davis off the top of my head, but I don't remember what it was. But this, assuming Mike Davis is healthy and I'm crazy, this matchup could come down to who plays between CMC and Mike Davis. That could be the determining factor. Um, but I think Derek has the higher floor, despite everyone kind of stroking Brad here. Um, so using the law of averages, I actually think Derek's going to squeak out Brad on this one. Could be wrong. Who knows? Brad has been surprising people, but Brad has also been a lot luckier than good this year. Moving on to the uh, We Dem Boyds at Skybusters the six seed versus the three seed um i think brian has the lower floor but um you know i don't know everything and espn is current i mean the lineups will change for sure but espn is currently projecting brian to win by double digits so it could just be my own personal bias and brian did just kick my ass this week but i think brian has a lower floor personally um i think hammer's hammer squad looks good and he gets lamar back i know lamar's been pretty shaky this year but lamar is one of those players who could put up a lot of points um, so I'm going to take Hammer in this one. And then moving on to uh, Garrett versus Jeremy. Uh, the notes I wrote were Jeremy should easily take this one. And then for Garrett, I just wrote Jesus, dude no shot um so i'm giving absolutely zero credit to garrett's accomplishments making the playoffs and uh i have zero faith in his ability to beat jeremy who jeremy league rookie could be could be taking this thing i you know i I tossed him at the beginning of the year said easy money but jeremy number two seed um taking names and kicking ass um, in the chat, Brian said, last year I did pick Hammer at this point, and you guys ripped me then too. So Brian's trying to use his oracleness um, uh, to be like, yeah, I told you so last year. Maybe you should listen to me this year. So he says Brian's going to win, or he says Brad's going to win it all. Uh, loser matchups, we don't care about those. But uh, people in the, in the Constellation ladder keep playing. You could win cash. You could win uh, ping pong balls. And... You could not win the Dumpster Fire Medallion, which is the real goal of the, the whole Constellation Bracket. So keep setting your lineups. Keep playing pretty please. Uh, Josh, do you have any other thoughts on the Redraft League? Nope. All right. Well, I got a lot more points than everybody. Suck it, nerds. <laughs> all right. Well, we did get a beautiful voicemail from Hammer. So, Brian, uh, you're in the chat. It looks like you're listening. Here's what Hammer – or is it Brian at Hammer? Yeah? Did I get that right? Yeah, Brian at Hammer. This is what Hammer has to say, Brian. Hope you're paying attention. According to projections, I'm taking on Brian, and uh, Weedon Boyds are going to take him down. I mean, I got Lamar Jackson, who has really outperformed his projections this year. Oh, oh, but yeah, I got Austin Eckler and Mostert, who have been beasts for me all season. Well, well, I definitely have Cooper Cup, and after scoring a ton of TDs in 2019, he's really had so many TD catches this year. Oh, but I got Tyler Boyd. He's really built a repertoire with rookie sensation Joe Burrow. 
<laughs> oh, and lastly, I got Johnny Smith, who started out red hot and has followed that up with a really solid back half of the season. So, yeah. It appears Hammer has uh, zero faith in himself and then struggled with his phone for a good eight seconds there just trying to figure out how to stop recording. That was cute. Um, but, yeah, so Hammer definitely taking the more humble approach, um, saying he's going to lose. Hammer, I'll stick up for you as the guy who beat me in the championship last year, and people never forget, um, especially the losers. Uh, I got your back on this one, Hammer. Um, all right, Josh, there's just one last thing to do here, and... I really don't want to do it because I've been holding it back. I've been holding back my tears on this. And um, I just don't think it's right. But uh, we're going to have to do it. We have to respect the integrity of the league. Yeah, after disrespecting it for the last two weeks. what? <clears throat> we have a lot of fallen heroes this week, Josh. First up, we've already killed off a few, so that's why I'm not going to list everybody. But first off... Eric Landvik is dead. Garlic Johnson, dead. Has been dead. <laughs> Catalina Wine Mixon, Wilbert Schultz, dead. Nikita Bunker, basically dead. It hurts. It hurts to say it. It hurts to feel it. But uh, I had a chip and I had a chair, Josh. It was theoretically possible if two of those teams had tied, I could have passed him if I would have won. So... I wasn't mathematically eliminated. Thank you. Stop the vote. Recount. Whatever helps me win. That's what I wanted. Thank you. Uh, but, yeah. All right. I think that's all the segments we had for the redraft zone. Uh, yeah. Keep playing. Avoiding the league punishment. Win money and ping pong balls. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Josh. It is time for the old fave five. What was the fave five this week, pal? Sci-fi TV oh. shows. And wait, no, that's a lie because we got a voicemail that I forgot earlier and I almost forgot again. Ugh. Didn't we say that if they submit it late that they can go F off? No, we never said that. Here's the voicemail. Yeah, hi. Travis Leahy here. Uh, say, just giving you a call back from last week. I don't appreciate you calling me the wrong names, but uh, just had a quick question. I don't know if you've seen uh, my own sources, but... Rumor on the street is the Eagles are going to be benching that there uh, Carson Wentz. And uh, I'm just kind of wondering, um, what do you think happens with him going forward? Like, do you think he just sits on the bench all year? Do you think he gets another chance later in the season, clear his head a little bit? And then uh, what are the Eagles going to do next year? I mean, I can't see him paying all that money, $15, 20000000 $20 a year on that contract to, uh, I don't know, have him sit on the bench and just hold the clipboard. But uh, – I don't know. Could they trade him? I mean, I think he might be an okay fit on like the Colts or the Bears or uh, I don't know, the 49ers maybe. Let me know. Thanks. So, Josh, what do you think? What does the future hold for Carson Wentz? five. Come Side on. Five. Come on, Josh. All right. Um, I guess they want to see what they have in Hurts. Like I said, he hasn't, I mean, he was five for 13 against the Packers. Um, granted, he did come in mid game, but they said he had been practicing with the ones all week. Um, Wentz just gets sacked a lot. I think Rogers have been sacked like 12 times this year. Wentz hit 50 against the Packers. That's insane. Um, so I just, I, I feel like he would um, do better elsewhere, but at the same time, nobody's going to want to take that contract on. He's, he's kind of in one of those situations where um, if they cut him, they're going to take a big hit 
or um, they'll have to trade some, trade to somebody who needs a quarterback bad enough to take that contract on. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, it's so tough because when, when you make the change at this end, it, it is clearly a move that Doug Peterson and whoever else, Howie Roseman, I think, is they're trying to save their job by putting Hurts in there, trying to show that they're trying to win games because the NFC East, depressingly, is still wide open. Um so, I mean, it definitely depends on does the regime stay in place, the regime that drafted Wentz and brought him in and has had faith in him all this time but then benched him, do they stay around? Um, and as far as the contract goes, I don't know who has more leverage in this situation. Like, I don't know what the dead cap situation would be like. Um, so, I whether it gets cut or traded, it kind of depends on that. I know he's off his rookie deal by now. Um, so, I, it's like Matt Ryan, if he were to get cut, for example, his dead cap hit would be like $100 million or some nonsense like that. So, if it's a situation like that where the quarterback has all the leverage, then they probably hang on to him because they have to. Because um, I don't even know if you could trade it. There's obviously a restructure as possible and then a trade. But as far as my hunch, my my gut, my truthiness tells me Carson Wentz will outlast Doug Peterson. I think this Jalen Hurts thing is a fad. That's just my thought. But he could get traded or get cut and then go on and be great somewhere else. Who knows? Um, but my hunch is that Carson Wentz sticks around a while longer. No, uh, oh, Brian, shut the hell up. It's what the fans want, okay? He said in the chat, blah, 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 breaking G, breaking down, backup Eagles, QB, Eon. That's Jesse's favorite quarterback, okay? And we got to produce content for Jesse sometimes, too. He's out there on his tractor right now, listening live, plugged into his old potato, okay? I think you're, I think you're too far away from your mic. What do you mean? I'm right next to it. Nah, it's better. When you, the entire time you were talking about Wentz, it sounded like you were underwater. Well, why don't you stop me and say something? I thought it was funny. <laughs> okay, well. All right, so Faye 5, Josh, for realsies this time. What was the Faye 5 this week? Sci-fi TV shows. Is there, is there a certain show that inspired you to say it like that? Because that is a very interesting way of saying it. Uh, no, not really. None of the shows on my list, at least. All right. Well, Josh, we definitely got some voicemail submissions, so let's go ahead uh, and see what the fans had to say. Um, <laughs> you're going to be okay there, pal? I yawned. Okay, well, we'll play Al first. Sci-fi TV shows? Are you kidding me, boys? Uh, I'm going to skip this one, but I'm going to try to guess Garlic's top, or sorry, Garlic's fave five. Uh, so number five, I'll go with Star Trek. Uh, Garlic might be too young for this, but he, he's got some big nerd energy, so I'm, I'm going to say he's going to go for the classic. Number four, The Orville. Uh, I feel like he, he, he likes comedy, so <laughs> try to rip off Star Trek a little bit. Uh, number three is a big maybe, but I'm going with it, Westworld. I feel like Garlic might be too much of a cheapskate for HBO, but you never know. Number two, I The Mandalorian. Uh, I feel like he's a big star. He could be a st- big Star Wars fan. And number one, I feel like he's really hip and cool. So we're going with uh, Stranger Things. Big Winona Ryder guy. Calling it right now. Five for five. Let's go. <laughs> a lot of interesting guesses out of Al there. I don't know if I appreciated him shooting on me like that up and down. I think that might have been a little uncalled for, Al. I don't know if I appreciate everything you just did. But some interesting guesses. Obviously not going to spoil the pod. Uh, Because my fave five is coming up, but um, 
just easy with all the shots, pal. I see there's a tear in my eye, not from laughing, but from from crying. And I don't know why I don't know why you're so opposed to sci-fi TV shows. There's a lot of good ones. I'm gonna list them off for people like you who are too good to leave their Fave Five this week. So, meh. All right, uh, who do you want next, Josh? Do you want oh, Hammer? You want- you want Hammer next? Hammer it is. Oh, no, Hammer. Hammer's not on there. He left the voicemail for Trash Talk instead. So next would be Brian. We'll go Brian. Hey, guys. This is Brian with my fave five for the week. Number five, Westworld. Really, only seasons one and two. Three got kind of bad. Number These four, people. the six million dollar man. Might be before you guys' time. Uh, but it was a really good show back in the 70s, and it made this sound every time he did something. Number three, The X-Files. Number two, The Twilight Zone. This should be on everybody's list, and it is uh, probably the best science fiction show of all time. But my number one of all time is Emmanuel in space. Look it up. It's a doozy. Bye. My Emmanuel in space. So he says that the Twilight Zone should be the top of everybody's list, but then it's not even on the top of his list. So a little bit of hypocritical there out of you there, Bry guy. No, he uh, said it should be on everyone's list oh, because of its pioneering of the me. sci-fi genre. Excuse me. I'm here. Brian, I'd be since you're in the chat, I'd be curious to hear Ooh, Levi loves Brian's picks. The bromance between the Mexican hipster and the middle-aged white male continues. Brian, or, uh, yeah, Brian, Levi loves your picks. Um, I was, oh, I was curious, Brian, let us know in the chat if you have watched the, I know that I'm pretty sure they rebooted the Twilight Zone. There was either the Twilight Zone or the X-Files. One of them they rebooted with Jordan Peele, so I'm curious to hear if you watched that and what your thoughts on the reboot were. Um, but we will keep going, and then we'll get to Ryan's or uh, Brian's reply later. Speaking of Ryan, though, let's hear Walter's fave five. Hey, Gar. Hey, Josh. It's your boy Walter's here. Fave five list sci-fi TV shows. All right, number five, we've got Maniac. It's a Netflix series with Emma Stone and Jonah Hill. Kind of trippy, uh, futuristic, yet all of the technology in there seems to be from the 80s. Super weird, but I loved it. Number four, Star Trek Next Generation. This was probably my first experience with sci-fi, and just it has opened up my eyes to what the possibility of what technology can be in the future. So I've always found that to be extremely interesting. Next one, we have Westworld. Uh, The future of AI and what AI can do is extremely scary to me. And this show wraps up why AI can be a very, very bad thing. All right, last two, we have the 100. Um, And then just wrap up, we have Stranger Things. I ran out of time. That sucks. So, Walters, I don't know if you know, but you can re you can do multiple drafts. If you don't like it, you can re-record. Um, uh, and, you you know, you could also left a second voicemail. I know people don't want to be like Jack because Jack is a pioneer and, you know, Jack kind of, you know, treads his own path. But, um, you know, you could have redone it. But we appreciate your list, Walters. At the top of Walters' list, Josh, was Stranger Things. Um, I know – I'm pretty sure you, you tune in a lot to the Stranger Things. Uh, but I know – pretty sure your wife does too. How does Nikita feel about the Stranger the Things? I'm sure she likes it. That's it? She doesn't have a, any other things to say? She just – this is good? I don't speak for her. You can ask her yourself. 
Well, I've tried to get her on the pod multiple times, and she's refused all these times. She's awake right now. Yeah. Why don't you just go get her? Nah. Um, <laughs> by the way, a little bit of a quick update. I had I had let curiosity get the best of me because I had a suspicion on what Brian's number one actually was, and it is indeed a softcore porn show. <laughs> Emmanuel in space? That's a softcore porn show, huh? Is that real? Yep. I have no idea if that's it, true. It it is. There was one season, and 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 just the name itself kind of sent off some red flags. So Brian, I'm going to have to ask you to keep it clean. Um, we are a family friendly podcast. Um, and yeah. Okay, so Brian loves softcore porn. Brian also said in the chat, nope, he has not watched The Twilight Zone. But back to Walters, um, Star Trek, The Next Generation. Uh, that's a standard of a show for anyone that's maybe just the Gen X, for I guess I'll just say Gen X. Anyone who's Gen X uh, and had TV probably loved the Star Trek, The Next Generation. So, Walters, that is a pick that I'm interested to see that was on your list. But then again, you are like 90 years older than me. So maybe you were there when they were making it. Who knows? Uh, but not a bad list out of Walters. We will move on to... Mr. Heck Vickers. Hello again, Josh and Gar. Jack here coming at you with another Fave 5, getting mine in fashionably early this time, a whole whopping 30 minutes before you record. So uh, kicking it off here with my Fave 5 sci-fi. I don't watch a ton of sci-fi, so I had to go back a little bit deep in the vault. But number five is The X-Files. Each episode's great on its own standalone episode so you gotta love that number four the mandalorian i uh, probably will end up being higher on my list but it's only in its second season right now still highly highly recommend if you don't watch it number three grown up this was one of my favorite shows but the twilight zone i loved each individual weird unique some were kind of scary some were just kind of different but classic show no doubt number two the clone wars um even if you're not a big star wars fan i highly recommend it slow starts out a little slow in the first couple seasons but it gets to be one of the top shows ever and number one, Black Mirror. This show is so unique and different to me. Um, each episode, I feel like, is like a movie length long and quality-wise, and it's just so good. So one of my favorite shows of all time. How do you feel about Jack's, vis- Jack's list there, Josh? Good. He had a lot of popular options. Um, some overlap on mine. Oh, some overlap. Okay, there's a little, little tease for you. Um, Black Mirror, absolutely stellar show. Um, I, I was surprised. I guess I shouldn't say surprised, but I was curious if anyone was going to put Clone Wars, Clone Wars on there. I just can't talk tonight for some reason um, because that's obviously a sci-fi show. Some people might call it a kid's show. Some people might disqualify animated shows for some reason, but Clone Wars, I'm glad it made someone's list because, spoiler, it didn't make mine, and I'm assuming it didn't make Josh's, so uh, I just want to shout out Jack for the respect he's putting on Clone wars's name and if someone else already said it before jack and i've missed it i apologize but um i like that list out of jack there it's uh, it's interesting that he likes black mirror so much um but i assume that may i you know i assume that made josh's list it made my list for sure so we'll keep her going uh carmel bear he's last i'm letting him be last because he submitted last and also he's the guy with the art degree the tv and cinema critic um so let's see what this stooge has to say Hey, white-bearded men. Uh, Carmel here with this Faye 5 sci-fi shows. At number 5, we have Twilight Zone. Number 4, The X-Files. 3, Futurama. 2, Black Mirror. And 1 is Friends. Uh, why is this on my list? <laughs> well, let me fucking tell you. How does Monica, a chef who makes forty to thirty-five grand a year, afford a 1500 approximately 1500 square feet apartment in New York? It doesn't make any sense 
Let me fucking break it down for you. This is a two-bedroom, giant kitchen, giant living room. She lives there by herself for most of the first season. It just doesn't make any sense. And they say it's $200 a month. How? How, how the fuck is that even possible? So here it is. She's part of the CIA's Project MK Ultra. <laughs> she was a willful participant, got superpowers like Eleven from Stranger Things, and now she mind controls her landlord. It's the only explanation. <laughs> so, so Cromberg uh, <coughs> rattled through his first four actual uh, sci-fi TV shows, and then goes on a long rant about Friends, which I greatly Whoa, appreciate. Hang on, yeah, go ahead. I agree, Carmel Bear. You're on to something here. It's, did Friends make the top of your list in the <coughs> sci-fi TV shows, Josh? It probably won't even make the top five of my regular shows, so no. Oh, tough. Um, <coughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't. Carmel Bear's list can speak for itself. Everyone, I don't feel like we need to analyze or you know give feedback on that one. Uh, ooh, Walter's getting to an interesting point here. He says, "How the fuck did I miss Futurama?" Um, so that's all the voicemails we had. I'm pretty sure you can let me know in the chat if I missed yours, but I think I got them all. So, I guess Audio Owls was the first one uh, we got this week, and so I, I'm, I'm doing the blind reacts now. So I'm not going to listen to the the whole voicemail pre-show, but I listened to just the first tidbit because these people still don't know how to mark their voicemails for us. Though we appreciate you leaving them, um, so I'm I'm not always sure if it's a fave five or something else. So I listened to the first couple seconds because they almost always say here with your fave five or they do something else. So I know where to play the voicemail in the right segment of the show because some other podcasts really seem to struggle with playing voicemails in the right segments. But for Audio Owl over there on his high horse trying to you know belittle sci-fi tv shows here's just a list of some wonderful great sci-fi tv shows that didn't even make my list but are great didn't even make my honorable mentions third rock from the sun alf star trek battlestar galactica knight rider star wars clone wars mystery science theater twilight zone x files six million dollar man stargate rick and morty futurama the expanse stranger things lost doctor who a lot of critically acclaimed shows in there all of them in the sci-fi genre al Get off your high horse. There's a lot of good sci-fi shows out there. And none of those were even in my honorable mentions, let alone my list. So, meh. Josh, do you want the walk-off, sheet, uh, walk-off shot this week? Do you have any honorable mentions? How are you feeling about the sci-fi TV shows? Well, I, I mean, I, that's kind of, I love that genre. So, um, I'll take the walk-off. I, I feel like our number ones are going to be the same, though. Oh, you think so? I, yeah. I, I would be very surprised if our number one is the same. I'll Actually, say that. Probably not, but okay. Um, I will take the walk off. Um, do you have any honorable mentions? I, yeah, I just got two. Uh, Mandalorian. I literally just started watching it a couple weeks ago, so I definitely couldn't rationally put it in the in the list with it being so recent for me personally. I know they're in season two, but I just got on the bandwagon very recently. And then Falling Skies, a show I watched throughout its um, throughout every episode, every season. I think it was like back in high school, community college time. So it's been a while. Um, it's a, it's an okay show. It was on AMC. Nothing special about it. it was going on the same time. Um, Walking Dead was huge. So Falling Skies didn't get all the recognition maybe it deserved. But it's an okay show. An okay sci-fi TV show. You got any honorable mentions? Yeah, um, Mandalorian is one of my honorable mentions, mostly because it's only one and a half seasons in, two seasons in. I'm sure it'll jump up that list if they keep going with Jon Favreau and his kind of vision of things. Um, Limitless, the TV show, only one season, but it was a good show. I enjoyed it. A lot of comedy, um, some action, that sort of thing. Um, Supernatural. Um, I think it's on its 400th season right now. They just won't end, which is why I didn't make my uh, top five. The first handful of seasons were really good. Um, and then I just kind of fell off like around season nine or 10 or whatever it was. Um, 
And then Spider-Man, the 1994 animated series. Enjoyed that one a lot. Um, had a, had a watch recent rewatch of that myself, actually. Um, and then Futurama and, you know, all the classics like that. All right. And the chat, Levi says, Star Wars is fantasy, and I'll kiss anyone who doesn't agree. A nice little COVID kiss for anyone that doesn't agree. But, I mean, Carmel, I mean, you can be the one who maybe is technically correct, but I definitely think Star Wars is sci-fi because, you know, that's how science works. But fantasy is definitely a big part of it as well. So It's fiction, and there's scientific things involved. Therefore, <laughs> sci-fi. Science. science. Uh, all right, Josh's got the walk-off shot, so that means I go first. And I technically cheated, kind of. A couple people have done this, so I'm not, like, breaking precedent here. But technically, I've got a fave six this week. Um, at number five, I've got two shows tied because I didn't want to pick one over the other. Two shows that just came out. We've got Space Force on Netflix and Avenue 5 on HBO. Um, both shows that, like I said, just started, just had their first seasons. They're both funny shows in their own way. They're a little different. Um, they're chill shows that, you know, you're not going to invest a lot into the shows but they're nice to have on in the background and you'll definitely get a chuckle or two i'm really excited to see where these shows go avenue five is a little more of a kooky show um it's a it's you know it's just goofier in general and then space force is quote unquote more serious or more grounded uh, but both science fiction shows both interesting and uh, i would recommend both space force and avenue five and to al's point about me not being a too much of a cheapskate for hbo that's true i canceled my hbo a couple months ago and then someone let me start using there so i can still watch the shows on hbo but i don't pay for it thank you very much to the person who provides it for me josh you're number five um i have the hundred it's uh on netflix it's it's a cw show i think so um but i gave it a chance it's about you know 100 youth criminals who get sent down to earth after a nuclear warhead went off and they so hundreds of years after that and they have to survive um i don't know if you've seen it there's there's a lot of different things going on um, in it. It's, it. It starts off as more of a survival against uh, savages or other um, inhabitants of Earth. Um, then it turns into a um, artificial intelligence implant in the brain and a lot of different things like that. So it, it, it definitely kind of throws some curveballs at you, but I like it a lot. I'm, I'm watching it right now. Nice. Um my number four, I'm just, I, and I haven't seen that show. I guess I should say I've I've watched one versus one hundred, but that's a different show entirely. So definitely not even in the sci-fi genre. Uh, but sounds like a good show. My number four in the Fave Five. Um, I'm disappointed to see this didn't make anyone else's list, especially because everyone else is our age and could have watched this show easily. I've got. Disney's Phil of the Future. Great Disney show from my childhood. Just a goofy sitcom, you know, oriented towards kids. Only lasted two seasons. There's like 43 episodes, I think. And it can currently be streamed on Disney+. Plus. Uh, the show just hit me at a time in my life where I was really interested in technology. And, you know, time traveling was super interesting to me throughout. I think the show was either middle school or high school. I don't remember exactly. But also one of the few books I actually read throughout grade school was the Time Warp Trio. So time travel was just really a thing, uh, a thing for me. So, fill of the future, time travel, sci-fi TV show. It's great. I loved it. Josh, what's your number five? So, this one might be controversial, and that's fine. Um, but I, I, I kind of, when I was going through my list, I kind of clumped in sci-fi and fantasy. So, I know that they are different genres, but to me, they have similar similar enough elements to where I can, I can do that. So, screw you. Um, people who say otherwise, but number four, I have game of Thrones, more of a fantasy. I will say that. Um, but for seasons one through five, it makes my top five after that 
probably wouldn't have done anything. If they kept the quality of one through five going, it would be my number one, but they ruined it. So thanks. David, let me, let me just say unequivocally for everyone in the chat right now, because I, I feel confident everyone in the world would agree with what I'm about to say. Game of Thrones, definitely not a sci-fi show. So you can make your fave five if you want, Josh. It's open to interpretation. It's your own list, but Game of Thrones, definitely So then why you got to bash me? Show. I said I lumped in fantasy and sci-fi. Because, Josh, the content is funnier for our fans if I you know kind of dump on you every once in a while, kind of call you a stooge. And so, Game of Thrones, definitely not a sci-fi TV show. Maybe respect the segment next time, Josh. Uh, <laughs> my number three. Um, you know, some people might be surprised to see this isn't higher on the list, but my number three fave five sci-fi TV show is Westworld. Um, so that's, I'm pretty sure, the first one Al got right, because I don't think he said Space Force or Avenue 5. He definitely didn't say Fill the Future. So, Al, you got your first point. Westworld, my number three. The first season of the show will absolutely rock your socks off. One of the best... Um, seasons in television history let alone just sci-fi um stooges like carmel and josh fall off after that but through season three i absolutely still love the show and plan to watch every episode as they release until the show ends so if you want to say oh the show changed oh the show did this the show did that starting in season two we don't want you then don't watch the show go away okay well, you don't want that because then there won't be many seasons oh there'll be plenty hbo is fun in this thing deep they want it to be the next Game of Thrones, though it never will be. So they're going to make a lot of episodes. But Westworld, my number three sci-fi TV show. Excellent show. If you never watch anything else, watch the first season, please. Josh, your number three. Coming in at number three for me, I have Star Wars Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. So Whoa. animated series. Love both of them. Um, they just add more to the canon of Star Wars. And yeah, can't go wrong with them, as you mentioned. And Jack. There you go. Clone Wars, number three for Josh. My number two, absolutely wonderful sci-fi show. It's definitely not for everybody. I can get why some people might not like it. Um, I, when I say that, I guess I think of Brian. I don't know if Brian would like this show, but Jack Jack talked a lot about it. Black Mirror, my number two fave five sci-fi TV show. Oh my word, this show is a wild ride. Through however many seasons, the show is mainly an anthology, just a collection of separate stories, you know, that have different characters every time. So you're not, you don't really need to watch them in order. There's not really an overarching story. You just kind of pick and choose the episodes you want. Um, but it's all some sort of technology drama, a.k.a. Black Mirror, which is what your phone is when it's, you know, the screen's not on. So when you, you look back at yourself, the Black Mirror, the screens, you know, the technology, all that. Uh, but anyways, the first two seasons are done by, like, British TV. So the first two seasons are a little bit older. And then Netflix takes over in season three. And the, the first episode of season three, I could definitely see getting a lot of people hooked. So if you want to start watching the show, I would probably recommend starting with season three, episode one of Black Mirror. It's a great show. It's more modern. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, who's a hottie for me that redhead beauty she is uh, she's the star of season three episode one of black mirror so great show um because of all the stories can be so different there are going to be some hit and misses based on your preferences but such an interesting show making you think about technology and the consequences of it um as we evolve as a species um i would definitely recommend watching black mirror like i said some episodes aren't going to be for you but just watch it it's a fun thrill ride josh you're number two Coming in at number two, Stranger Things on a lot of people's lists already, but so, I mean, so far through three seasons have been uh, very, very well done. Can't wait for the next one since it did get announced. COVID slowing things down though, so yay, I guess. I don't know. Maybe they'll get this one right instead of Game of Thrones taking their time and ruining is, everything. 
Is it the same people that made Game of Thrones? No, are, no, oh. no, it's not, <laughs> thankfully. Okay, I didn't know if there was like a very strong opinion there. You're like, if this director fucks it up one more time. Um, but okay, so Stranger Things, Josh is number two. My number one, the Fave 5 sci-fi TV shows, I've got Al headed on his list, The Orville. Absolute wonderful show. Unlike the anthology series of Balkamir, this one's more episodic, so it's got the same characters. It's just like the old Star Trek shows. The same characters each time, but different stories. You don't really necessarily need to watch the shows in order. Sometimes they'll do like two or three episode dramas where you have to watch a couple in a row to get the full story. But normally you can just pick an episode and watch it um, without needing to see the other ones around it. So that, that makes it a nice show to kind of pick and choose how you're watching it without getting too invested in an overarching story. Uh, but for me, Orville has to be number one because of my internal Seth MacFarlane bias. I love Seth MacFarlane a lot. Um, and I, I grew to love this TV show because everyone does this. When you discover a thing you really like and then the, the critics out there in the world, which are useless pieces of trash anyways, um, you know, critics are dumb. But the critics really dumped all over the show in the beginning when I loved it. And I was part of the community that was like, these critics don't know what they're talking about. So that kind of breeds the love a little bit more for the Orville for me. Um, but it's just like Star Trek. If you know, For those of you that have seen Star Trek, I hear the Orville really respects the original Star Trek. So if you like Star Trek, you'll love the Orville. Um, the show is funny. It has heart. It has some great episodes that make you think. It has aliens and robots and stuff. You should watch this show is all I can say. I can't give... As much to it as I did Black Mirror, but this is more an X factor of truthiness. Watch the Orville, pretty please. Josh, the walk off Fave Five. I am shocked this one didn't make your list because it is technically classified as a sci-fi. Oh, but here we go, the boys. Yes, it is. Gar, it's not, if a, you, it's not a sci-fi show. How is it not? It's a superhero fantasy show. And and sci-fi science fiction there's science involved they generate their own superheroes with compound v that's you can call it sci-fi, sci-fi if you ask me you can call it sci-fi if you want i Josh. mean if you want to look it up you can look it up online i don't care do what you want it is a sci-fi show and it's my number one screw you wow. i'm going why, home why is it your number one though well no i'm not going to share now if you don't want to hear it i mean what, what if other people I mean it's hear? It's got everything you need. It's got action. It's got some science fiction involved where they're uh, generating their own formula to create superheroes and super terrorists. Uh, there's a lot of swearing. Sorry, Brian. Um, blood and guts. Um, nudity. And yeah, overall, great show. The Boys is a fantastic show. I would definitely recommend people watch The Boys. But it's more sci-fi than Game of Thrones, but that is not saying much. I would not call the boys sci-fi. But Josh, thank you for your list. Thank you for the sci-fi TV shows. Obviously, uh, not every week is going to be a great Fave 5. We have like a pool of 60 of these things, and so we just got to keep going. But this was one I was a little more passionate about, so the Fave 5 went a little bit long, because I kept talking a lot. But the Fave 5, and we appreciate everyone who contributed this week. Josh, the Fave 5 for next week. This one's universal. There's going to be no people on their high horse like Al for this one, because this is one we can all appreciate and we will all have at least five probably 10 or 20 but the fave five for next week is food aromas just i'm sure i'm gonna be on everyone's list i can just spoil it now that steak on the grill oh so yeah fave five next week is food aromas and uh, I, I'm very interested to see what you guys can put together for that uh, and see how different people's tastes influence their favorite food smells uh, don't forget about the raffle 
Ah, still got a chance to win 50 bucks, leaving us a voicemail every week. You saw Jack just left a, st- a station identification this week. Plenty of you still haven't done that like Hammer. Get your station identification in, and uh, you get another raffle entry because you've, uh, you've been hitting it pretty hard, Hammer. So might as well give yourself that extra shot. But uh, don't forget to leave your voicemails for that, that shot. Josh, we're into the outro here. You got any final words for the folks? Go Packers. I'm hungry. What, what's for dinner tonight? I don't know. It's always uh, a nice little surprise. <laughs> it's a nice little surprise that your your wife's cooking up for you. Do you think she would ever try and poison you through your dinner? <sighs> yeah, but I keep the poison on the top shelf, so... So she'll never reach it. Got it. Uh, one exactly. Last, one last time, I'd like to say thank you to... I still, I guess, to this point, haven't figured out who sent me the 24-pack of 23-ounce... Uh, um arizona phd but i do greatly appreciate it that is very kind of you um uh yeah so whoever it was thank you very much whether you reveal yourself or not i do appreciate it uh stay safe out there covid's still going on hidden oaks overdose at gmail.com facebook.com slash hood pod don't forget to like and comment and then anchor.fm slash hood pod for your raffle entries and whatever else you got we love it when you engage the show it makes it better for all of us uh be a friend tell a friend journey to 100 subs on youtube we'll get there eventually josh might as well go to sleep and we'll give the folks the fan art one more time thank you again yeah senior i do have one more thing to add oh. uh just to just to see how far this person is willing to go with the arizona iced tea um <laughs> If if you are currently listening right now, I would like for you to send a decapitated doll's head in a cooler filled with red Kool-Aid to Garlic's apartment. Well, can we? I think it's your turn to receive a package. So if anyone wants to send that to someone, send that to the Mitchell household. And I've got that address for whoever needs it. I know what Josh's address is. So no, I'm not asking. I didn't ask for handouts. I'm not asking. I want somebody to send you that gift of a decapitated doll's head in red Kool-Aid. I've. Maybe me saying this will make it happen, but I feel very confident no one will go to that that uh, level of next week. You'll have three in, of them involvement participate. <laughs> you never know. Well, it seems like you guys are coordinating and conspiring against me, so I don't think I'd get three of them because that that would indicate that you guys are unorganized. But whoever's out there scheming this together it seems like it's a cohesive unit. So um, unless you get five of them, <laughs> one with an arm, one with the other arm, one with a leg. <laughs> Please don't. I'll have nightmares, and I don't. I don't even dream very often. But if I get that in the mail, I'll have nightmares. Okay. Oh, Rig God. it so when you open it, it pops up. All right, we're out of here, folks. Engage the show. We love you. Thank you. Bye. Jesus, Josh, what are you doing? I don't know. Spreading joy. What are you do? What, if that shows up at my house, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. Give it to your neighbor. Ask if they want Kool-Aid. Oh, my God. That would... Esto no es pet maxi, pero está bien. Oh, fuck. Oh, man. That peach tea is delicious. But I guarantee I'll have some into next fall, because I don't drink these very often. So I'll probably have some uh, for season four of the podcast, assuming we make that long. Love you, bye.